Queerness is not a monolith. We are but a small representation of our fabulous community. Thoughts expressed in this podcast are meant to inform, entertain, and provide context in a world full of sound bites and chaotic headlines. The goal? To create a safe space to educate ourselves and our community, learn from our guests, and provide comfort for those out there who may not have an outlet of queer expression. This is Queer Context. Hello and welcome to Queer Context, a podcast where two queer Texans talk queer shit about queer topics in, yes, queer Texas. (laughs) (laughs) I am here with my co-host who has been so busy this Pride Month, he has been sweating rainbows. (laughs) (laughs) It's drip, you're dripping. Just drenched. You're drenched Drenched. in rainbows. And he is, and he is the glitter to my rainbow, Roger. Hi, buddy. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I'm so tired. Pride month is Pride month is a lot. Listen, simply as a spectator. Yeah. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. There's so much to do, and it's also beautiful and fun. But I'm like. The events really stack up and then you get involved in like producing some of the events Mm -hmm. and then it just takes a whole nother, adds a whole nother layer. Mm -hmm. I'm still finding time to enjoy other people's events though. Yes. Well, you have to. Yeah. You you have to be able to take a moment from your own work and kind of enjoy the time and enjoy what, what other people are also putting together. Um, I remember, not I remember, uh, when I used to work for, you know, gay organizations, we'd always have the Monday. What kind of organization? Gay organizations, queer organizations, but we'd always have the Monday after Pride off. Oh. Because, you know. Your whole organization is gay. The whole organization, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Except at the center, because the center was open, but um, I would still take the Monday after Pride off. Yeah. Um, Because you need that. You need that to recharge. But, I mean, there's so much stuff that happens. And Mm -hmm. it's just very exciting to be part of a community that does celebrate. Yeah. And takes the time to really kind of bring people in in the celebration. Um, We just had an event not too long ago where... um, Local legend Todd Camp, who was on a previous episode, like was talking about. <laughs> okay, girl, history. I got, I, we 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 have to we find have to find a new name for local legend Todd Camp. Oh, we can't keep calling him local legend. But I know he loves it. No, he no no he doesn't. He doesn't. <gasps> <laughs> it was cute, but he says now it like it uh it puts a lot of pressure on him. <laughs> Oh, well. like when you introduce him like that, he's like, where, where, where do I go from here? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so and, Todd Camp. OK, Todd Camp. I can do it. I mean, his name is enough. He's got camp in his name. That's true. Girl. That's true. I did not realize how big of a name Todd Camp was. I mean, when my I had a friend who oh. went from high school here who she came to visit a couple of weeks ago and. She was like, I was obsessed with Todd Camp because I would read his film reviews. And she that blew my mind. I love that she like was like, I read him when I was younger. I followed him for years. Mm -hmm. Uh And at your vinyl night, she was just like they had this amazing, amazing conversation about movies and film. And she just was on cloud nine. But I mean, like, I just I think it I don't know. That's some that's some gay community shit. Just like. In that last episode, we realized that you actually attended one of Todd's music festivals when you were a teenager. And then for her to also be in school with you, not know, neither one of you know who he was, but her also be like following him and Mm -hmm. reading him constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, It also just speaks to the influence of Todd Camp. (laughs) I'm not going to call him the influential. Yes. Todd Camp. Okay, cool. All right. Great. Um, So this is our Pride episode. Mm -hmm. What was your first Pride like? What was your first Pride? My first Pride was an accident. I stumbled upon it. Okay. I was... uh, It was summer before my senior year of high school. Um, I 
was lifeguarding for the YMCA and we had to, I was a swim coach and I was coaching a meet out in some rich country club in Dallas. And I was with my co my co-coach, co-coach, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and we were driving back and I was a young, I mean, I was like 17 and I was like, Ooh, I know where the gay neighborhood is. Do you want to drive through the gay neighborhood while we're in Dallas? <laughs> She's like, yeah, let's go. And so literally we like, we're coming down Oak Lawn and I'm pulling up to Cedar Springs and it's like fenced off. And I'm like, why is this fenced off? Like, Oh my God, it's probably a gay pride parade. It was pride. Weekend. <laughs> it was pride weekend. And my little 17 year old ass, we pulled up right at the end of the parade. Mm -hmm. So right when the parade ended, so like all the barricades went up, so the street was open. It was also right when, um, what was that? What was that Black Eyed Peas song with Fergie? I mean, they're all with Fergie, mm -hmm. but it was the one. My oh, humps. My humps. <laughs> it was the year my humps came out. And so once we then like it cleared up and we could drive down the strip, Post Pride, you know, trash in the street, people just a mess. Uh, my humps came out and we turned my humps on as loud as possible, rolled the windows down and we just rolled through the strip. It was crazy. I it was I loved. Yeah, I loved seeing it. It was so cool. And then after that, it was probably I went to Kansas City Pride once in college. And that was kind of a lawn experience, kind of like Trinity Pride. Like it's a big lawn at the Lincoln Memorial in Kansas City. Um and then I moved back here when I was 21 and started going to Dallas Pride. So Dallas and Fort Worth, I'd switch between the two. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, those, those are kind of my first intros to Pride and what Pride looked like. Nice. What about you? I'm pretty certain that my first one was here in Dallas as well. Did it used to be in October? Yes, I think they both used to be in October. Okay, that makes sense. It, my, it was with my my gay uncle took me and my friend from high school, the one that we both came out to each other. So we went and I remember that there was oil wrestling in front of the Roundup Saloon. Ooh. You know, cause everything was outside. I love my strip. men shiny, uh, shiny yeah, and wet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to a degree, mm. to a degree. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be, a, that'll be a to a very shiny degree. That'll be another episode. <laughs> So yeah, I, I we just walked around like we didn't really mm -hmm. do it because I think we we must have been eighteen at yeah. that point. So we just walked around. I think we had dinner at one of the restaurants uh, there. Um, I mean, it was fun, and uh, but like no, I guess. So wait, so when was your first? Wait, so you went with your uncle? You said in Dallas. So okay. it would the, that would have been probably the fall of two thousand? No, I started. So it may have been 1999, the fall of Were you in high school yet? Yeah, so that would have been... Freshman year? That, that would have been senior year of high school. Oh, okay. That's that. Ooh, that's that. That dates me. Yeah. Well, but didn't you say you moved to... You moved here in 98, right? Yes. Okay. Um. So wait, so you had that experience mm -hmm. pre-leaving the home and mm -hmm. going off. So were you 18 at your first New York City Pride? Yes, I did not go to New York City Pride until I was about maybe 22, 23. Oh. Yeah. M was there a reason for that? Well, the first two summers, I'm sorry, the first summer after my freshman year of college, I came back here. Oh, uh, yeah, I did that too. I came back here. I worked at General Motors. I also have worked at General Motors. Have what? I told you this? No, my brother does. <laughs> your brother does? Oh, yeah, your brother does currently. Yeah. Um, I came back after my freshman year of college and worked at General Motors for the summer. Oh, that's cool. I was the summer help or whatever. Okay. Killer money, terrible hours. And then oh, yeah. I had to work third shift, the night shift. Oh. And then because you're the hired help for the summer, I my job was putting fiberglass panels. Right, so when the... this I'm, I'm going on this tangent. Go with me. Um, as soon as the... Uh -huh. The metal of the car would come out yeah. painted from the paint shop, and there was nothing on the metal whatsoever. The first thing they would do was put on this firewall on the front of the vehicle between the engine and the passengers. Hmm. So, like, if there was a fire, it wouldn't, like, go through it. Right. Um, made of fiberglass. And so just, like, for 
the entire summer, all I did was snap in a fiberglass pad to whatever. I wore triple gloves and still had fi- fiberglass in my fingertips. Oh. It was terrible. Oh. It was horrible. It was oh. horrible. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> Why? We need to get General Motors to sponsor this podcast. We do. <laughs> we do. We do. We apparently have connections, so. I guess. I guess. Um, yeah, so I think the first New York City Pride, I must have been 23. And I was... Uh, and, I was actually a little bit afraid of going because I didn't feel like I had people I could go with. So the first year that well, and I, it's intimidating. And like it is New intimidating. York, New York City Pride is next level. Mm-hmm. And then, so the first time that I actually went to like the march slash parade, I think was two thousand and four, and I went with friends that I met at the theater I was working at, and uh, and yeah, and then. Bop around the bars, and and so that was just kind of pride was watching a little bit of the march, going to brunch with friends, and then going up to Hell's Kitchen, like getting away from the village, away from where mm-hmm. the stone uh, Inn was, because that I mean it was crazy. Yeah, every every pride it's crazy down there. I just hop up to Hell's Kitchen, and then just pop around the bars, and see what everybody's doing, see what everyone's doing. And then, you know, head up. I did do the big pure dance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did that in 2000. I've, I've done a pure dance before. Uh, I, I did that 2005. <laughs> I went with my boyfriend, um, with my ex. And I... Who was performing, do you remember? Yes, the Pussycat Dolls. Oh, my God. Stop. Uh-huh. Oh, I bet that was sick. It was great. And you know they only had like three songs at that yeah, point. Yeah, but they were but sickening. They were amazing. Stunning. Uh, and yeah, it was the summer of uh, Don't You Wish Your Girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. I remember that that caused a little bit of a rift between my friends and I because I had just started dating mm-hmm. my boyfriend, who I had known since I was 19 years old. So I, we were friends for several years before we actually started dating and he was like let's go to the pure dance and we didn't we were like this is something we're going to do together and mm-hmm. so we didn't you know invite anyone else and so they were a little annoyed that we were doing our thing and did they end up going no i mean they had they threw an, they threw a pride rooftop party in mm-hmm. uh hell's kitchen and um yeah i will i, I, I mean Clearly, it's all water under the bridge now. Like, well, yeah. But um, I will say that I hated it. I hated the beer dance. I can see that. I, I've only done New York City Pride once, and I was all in. I was committed to the mm-hmm. journey, and it, and it paid off. <laughs> I remember kind of... So we bought the general admission uh-huh. uh, tickets, and... <clears throat> trying to get through the crowd. <coughs> what people don't tell you at, well, I mean, it's just, the pure dance is essentially a circuit party. Yeah. What people don't tell you is I that, mean, like, I guess, yeah. You know. Um, I don't know. It's kind of just like a concert because, I mean, they have artists. Right, because then they have, I mean, it's, it's DJs going yeah. up to um, a headliner. I mean, it's much different now. It's now, it's become Pride Island and it's, it's yeah. actually pretty fun. But, um, that first year, I just remember having to kind of, I wasn't walking anymore. I was just sliding through yeah. this like shirtless sweatiness yeah. of a throng. And then at that point, your shirt is creating so much friction that it's making it more difficult to slide through people. Exactly. <laughs> and at some point, like I can't, my, sh- my shirt came off, mm-hmm. but I was much skinnier back then. And well, you were 20. what? A teenager? I was, yeah, I was 23. <laughs> But I, I still remember that feeling of just having to glide through and like the prickliness of of half shaven arms um, <laughs> or like shaved backs and, and oh, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And it was I just didn't really like it. However, I, get it. I have gone to the pier dance several times <clears> since, <throat> but I've only gone because I have been, I had been given VIP tickets. Yeah. 
So I would just what did out. VIP get you at that? Was there like a VIP section? A VIP the... section where oh, I didn't okay. have to mingle yeah. with the throng of I'm definitely people. at the VIP age now. And exactly. And just I the need drinks the space. were complimentary. Yeah. And I can just look over, look down. Good spot if you can get it. A good spot if you can get it. And then, you know, whoever the headliner was. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Girl, my New York Pride. I this was <clears throat> okay what year was it it was probably like 2015 fergie headlined i was there yeah yeah i don't remember because i got really drunk oh i was i i i, I we'll back up mm -hmm. so my friend my buddy waleed was living up there we were down for the whole thing she fully like got us tickets to every party of pride. Mm. So it was like from the beginning to the end, it was like club, sleep, <laughs> no sleep, yeah. another club, another club. So it's crazy, but it was fun. I had like a ton of tights that year. So I was wearing a lot of tights and t-shirts and not t-shirts. Um, and then I'm trying to think. And so then we went to the Fergie thing. I loved it because I was all, I'm very big mm -hmm. Fergie fan. Um, I fell in love with a dancer there. There was a dancer on the stage mm. and he was in a corset. Okay. A thong. Okay. And then like the stocking holders. Yes. The... Oh girl. I fell in love. Okay. I fell in love. Yeah. How'd that work out for you? Um, well I made out with somebody different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I... I, so you channeled that energy elsewhere. I channeled that energy elsewhere. Mm -hmm. It was still a good time, though. Mm. Uh, yeah, I uh, there was a guy that been like in our little friend group for mm -hmm. like all weekend, and I was just drunk enough and so out of town, just so out <laughs> yeah. of town. Yeah. Nobody was gonna see me or know me, as I talk about it on the podcast. Um, and yeah. Yeah, I made out for most of that concert. I don't remember what really happened. But it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pride is what you make of it, too. Yeah. Um, you can you can have that kind of drinking extravaganza, like hitting all the all the dance parties. Yeah. Or you can march. Yeah. I've marched several times. Um, and that parade is long. And that march is long as yeah. a spectator. Uh-huh. But I... When I was working for the Empire State Pride Agenda, as well as the center, we would march yeah. as one of the organizations. And that I've never was been fun. in a parade before. Oh, it, it's fun. Yeah. The, the years that I, were, I marched with the Pride Agenda, I was in charge of our playlist. Uh, our Let me rephrase that. I've been a part of marches. Mm -hmm. I've marched before, but I've never been in a Pride parade. Right. And the, by the time... The by the time what the two thousands happened, especially once marriage equality really started becoming the law of the land, that march was becoming a parade. It was a parade. Yeah. So we would stay. We would. I'd be on top of our like float, and my finance manager Missy, because she was a DJ as well. So she mm. ran the books for the organization, but then she had a a. A, a DJ. She was a. a, a really I big love DJ. this for Missy. Yeah, she was a really big DJ. So she'd <laughs> she'd be booked all Pride Month. So she just she would give me a CD because at that point it was CD. So I could yeah upload it on to my laptop and put it in my iPod and then you know connect it to the little thing thing things that we don't do anymore. Mm -hmm. And but I would be on top of that truck playing the playlist yeah, bitch. and so that was great and with the center as well walking with the center was great and because we were with organizations from the city we wouldn't have to wait so long nice. into the day yeah. so we'd be really upfront. so i could get there march it's about an hour and a half from, yeah it's from an when intense. you actually get onto the street to start marching about an hour and a half but you get to walk and it's so great seeing the crowd and everyone's really excited and especially when i was marching with the center the community really loved seeing when the center would walk mm -hmm. you know we'd have all we'd put out we'd send out emails saying register with us to march with us 
get a t-shirt, you get everything. And we'd have like hundreds of people marching with us Hell with yeah. the center you know, I love t-shirt. That. It's a great contingent. Uh, the last time <laughs> that I marched was World Pride with the center. Yeah. And on, on our float was Mark Jacobs because he had created our t-shirts for that year. And Neil Patrick Harris and David Bertka were, oh Mark, were on our float as well. That's cool. It was really cool. Yeah. It was really cool. Pride, pride was cool. And then once that's done, I'm like, great, let's go eat. Let's yeah. figure out what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? Usually because of work and being able to, you know, the organizations would trade tickets to their respective pride events. Yeah. So I'd, you know, I'd, sometimes there'd be extra tickets to, to the Pure Dance, to Pride Island. And so like my friends and I would go. Or I will say, <clears throat> even some of the events I wasn't into, like there was like the night before the parade or whatever, where there's like a circuit party or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Some of the coolest venues I'd ever been in. They had like multiple parties in like these grand old theaters mm -hmm. with all this old architecture and everything. And granted, it was full of like <laughs> people in mayhem, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it was a beautiful, it was such a cool space to see it in. Yeah, there it was. Yeah. What's your favorite part of Pride? My favorite part of Pride. Favorite part of Pride. And you can have more than one. You don't have to narrow it down. I think it's that. I think it's it is that you can make of it what you will, what you want. Uh -huh. Well, by the time I get to actual Pride Weekend, at the end of the month, like the actual Pride Weekend, the anniversary of the Stonewall riots, I am exhausted. Mm -hmm. And at that point, at that day, usually my Pride events have are already done, and so all I want to do is just hang out with my friends, and I don't want the stress of having to decide what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. I just want to go with the flow. If someone texts me and says, hey, we are at this location having brunch. What are you guys doing? Let's meet up. I, I love that kind of spontaneity of, and, and this was just, this is, I guess. Spontaneity the, that we plan for. Yeah, this is spontaneity. But like, we all know that we're all out for pride doing something. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and then, you know, Goodbye. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, good night. Um, I, I guess the community is really something that I, I enjoy about Pride. Because that's really what it is. It's all of us coming together to show the world. Like, we are here. I mean, without getting cliche on the we're here, we're queer. But like, we are here. And it's even more important now. Mm -hmm. So important. You know, we were, my boyfriend and I, we were at a city council meeting for the city of Arlington mm -hmm. a couple, you know, at, at the tail end of May because there were protesters who were going to show up because they did not want the city of Arlington to issue a pride proclamation. And I went with my Trinity Pride t-shirt. My boyfriend wore his Trinity Pride t-shirt. And we sat there hearing this pastor from a church mm -hmm. literally say that people who identify as an, a member of the LGBTQ community should be executed yeah. using the Bible mm -hmm. as the reasoning. The reasoning to go out and kill people. Exactly. Yeah. It's so important that we have this time <clears throat> to show people that we we are upstanding members of, of our communities that there are there are many of us and we deserve that respect that love yeah. or even that peace from your bullshit exactly exactly yeah. oh that went dark oh <laughs> that went dark girl I'm... we're talking pride it's gonna be all over the place so you went dark i'm gonna bring it up um, th my favorite, bring it up as in like mood, not like mm -hmm. bring up some other topic. Um, my favorite parts about pride are there's, I have three, the attitudes because everybody's in a good mood. Mm -hmm. It's pride. Yeah. Everybody's happy to be there. The theme is loving other people who are gay. Yeah. 
celebrating other gay people. Like everybody's in a good mood. Uh, if you don't show up to Pride with a good mood, why are you there? <laughs> right, right. And I defy you. I dare you to not end up in a good mood once you actually right. arrive at Pride. Because to me, it's such a supportive space because you're celebrating the diversity in your community. You're celebrating the spectrum of your universe, of your university, of your community. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's just people supporting each other. I don't know. I fully believe in compliments. They are free. Yes. And I love pride because you can give everybody a compliment because everybody's wearing something sp- sparkly, shiny, something they work on. It's my second favorite thing about pride. The outfits. Yeah. Everybody shows up in a look. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't show up in a look, they got a t-shirt with a smart ass saying on it. I, oh. <laughs> I... Renee, I can tell you right now, Renee's going to be there with a t-shirt with the smart ass thing. Or probably some cute Trinity Pride merch. Actually, no. Scratch all that. She's going to be in a volunteer shirt. (laughs) (laughs) I used to love thinking about what I was going to wear for for Pride. Yeah. Um, There was one Pride one year before, before I guess this celebrity has now become problematic. I don't know. But there was someone walking around with a t-shirt that said, my ideal weight is Chris Pratt on top of me. Oh God. <laughs> I was like, I stopped. I was like, yes, this is cute. Yes. This Can I take clever. a picture this is of you? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, insert, insert Chris Evans because he's number one, Chris right now. Yeah. He's been having a very good looking month. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You've been keeping tabs. Yes. Yes. I, because he, you know what? He is celebrating pride as well. Absolutely. is. <laughs> he's got a gay brother, right? Yeah. 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 No, the outfits, the outfits are my other favorite thing because everybody, is there to show out in something shiny, sparkly, femme, makeup, like all of it. I'm here for all of it. Um, the third thing for me now is absolutely the kids at Pride because they have the least amount of spaces to go to. Mm-hmm. You know, not only, you know, they're not of drinking age yet, so they can't go to any of the bars, which are really a lot of our only queer spaces. Um but then it's like they're the ones really trying to escape something. Yeah. Trying to get away from their school, trying to get away from a family that might not be supportive mm-hmm. to a space. To see kids, and I say this as a former educator <clears throat> who was in the school system and saw how the the limits of a teacher's what they where they how how they can support a student. Mm-hmm. Um and kind of how schools can kind of lock kids into a be smaller, fall in line mm-hmm. situation. Um, seeing kids at Pride running around with their flags on their back, with their faces painted, celebrating their identity, surrounded by adults who celebrate them. No one's telling them to be quiet. No one's telling them to be smaller. No one's telling them to be different because even the teachers who might not comment on their queerness will still talk down to them and never not always support them. Mm -hmm. You know, if something comes up, then they're like, well, you're standing out. It's your fault. Mm -hmm. You know, for them to be in that space and be around adults who celebrate them, that is it's so powerful. You know, we uh, I went to the the Arlington Pride. Figured I needed to get my heat tolerance up before Trinity Pride. Right, right. <laughs> but also, so that's a that's a great, you know, just to hark back to to the council meeting, the fact that also shout out to Help for putting on Arlington's yeah, first Pride. Yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, the Pride Proclamation did happen. Yeah, and then Arlington being able to have their first Pride. Yeah, it's great. It was so beautiful. It was so great. You know, and again, it went back to that. The outfits were there. The attitudes were there. And the kids were there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's, those are the best. Those are my favorite parts. Well, and also, parts of if you think back to when we were kids, when we were those ages, pride wasn't what it is now. Mm-mm. I didn't even know that there was gay pride. Yeah, I mean, I didn't figure it out either until I stumbled on it. And- <laughs> Literally. You know, and maybe we, maybe even within those first two years that I lived in New York, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, because it's not something that it, 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 
it's only within the last decade that it's blown up to this thing that it is now. Well, now it's an international phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the whole reason why, uh, not whole reason, there's a lot of reasons why I started Trinity Pride, but one of the pushing factors was it was this international phenomenon happening in June and there were so many people literally looking for something to do in June and before Trinity Pride, the only Pride Fort Worth had was in October. And so even though that one in October was happening, I was like, after the first couple of years of it being a whole shebang, I was like, I I can't keep telling people there's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. I can't. Not when there's great bars to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. There's queer art happening all over the city that needs to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. There's w- history here that deserves to be honored. I got really tired of telling people that, oh, it's in October, while the rest of the world was lighting up with pride. But also, every it's only, again, probably within the last decade or so, that all of the prides have now, are yeah. now in June. Yeah. Because Dallas's was in October, mm-hmm. Fort Worth was in October. Also, let's be honest, the heat is horrendous here. So, of course, yeah. it made sense to do it in the fall. Yeah, it makes sense. No, I completely understood the reasoning. Mm-hmm. Trust. But there there were... But now it's an international... But now, yes. Everybody's celebrating at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, it's not just that they're celebrating at the same time, because we're celebrating all year, but the, the spotlight is on our community. And so that's really the time when it's on the tip of everybody's tongue, mm-hmm. in the front of everybody's mind. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that that's why that's why we need representation. That's why we need uh, Black History Month, a Gay Pride Month. We need that because these are underrepresented communities that our society has trained people to forget about mm-hmm. their history, their whatever, just completely trained them to forget about. We need these months yearly to bring it back to the forefront of people's mind to continue to do the work, to connect, to support, to evolve, to whatever. Well, and this is also when people who are not taught things and taught these legitimate historical stories in schools. Oh, you mean Texans? Uh Um, (laughs) Uh-huh. This is when you learn. Mm -hmm. This is when you learn this stuff. During these months that during these months that communities are highlighted. Yeah. So um <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Have I you I don't s- like it when you giggle like that. Have you seen the <clears throat> the pride ads this year that have been making splashes and creating discourse? Um I think my favorite one so far has been did GoPuff have the bottom-friendly menu? Uh, Postmates. Postmates. The bottom-friendly menu. Which, first of all, I feel like they're out here literally doing education. <laughs> like, literally, the whole little, like, little ad they had about soluble, insoluble fiber, I guarantee you half these bitches didn't know. Yep. They're yep. just like, I thought all fiber was fiber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that that's, I think that's. The, um, that's the main one I've seen. That one just really caught my eye. I thought it was hilarious. I watched the video today. Yeah. And I was like, this voice sounds familiar. And it's like, oh, it's that TikTok guy. Yeah. Rob Anderson. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, it, it's like, it's like, it's, he's always hit and miss with me. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, okay, you need to generate content. And it's not always going to land. No. That's what, you know. No. Um, I, and, and like, I don't know. I, I like him. I mean, he's fine, but he, like beautiful, but also, I don't know. I kind of like his stuff because I feel like even if it is off the wall and ridiculous or whatever, like it's still, to me, it's never like, I don't know. I've just always had a good vibe with it. Mm-hmm. I, it's never been like putting anybody down mm-hmm. or being shitty. It's always just been like, here's some dumb gay shit for you to watch. Right. <laughs> right. Right. What about the Burger King Two tops, two bottoms? Yes. First of all, uh, listen, out here, breaking ground. (laughs) Breaking the binary in the gay community. Doing the real work, Burger King. Right. That tops can't be partners or bottoms can't be partners. Just really out here, starting the discourse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. 
you. Thank you, Burger King. Thank you. Thank you for 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 educating us during this fight. Thank you for your fight. Um. <laughs> um. I I I've noticed this year that there has been less corporate rainbow logos and rainbow stuff and sometimes i google do you see what google did no because they didn't do anything they didn't rainbow their logo the first day of pride month they had their same logo was it gray no i don't was it gray i don't don't know. know it was just their logo but underneath it it literally just said in a blurb this is pride month these are all the ways that we're supporting pride. Mm-hmm. These are the ways we're trying to connect to the community. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, taking a note. Mm-hmm. So I, I, Google knows how to take a note. <laughs> I go back and forth on this kind of corporate rainbow washing thing because in 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 one aspect, I do see that kind of okay, we're only going to cater you to this month, and then we're done, and you know, and you have people, you have corporations that are giving money to lgbtq causes but they're also giving money to right-wing causes that part so so i i get it and i understand it however i know many people who have corporate jobs who are doing the work inside their respective places of employment their fields and the only reason some of these corporate organizations are even doing anything during the month of June, it is because of their LGBTQ, uh, you know, uh, resource groups, um, and and these people who are doing the work mm-hmm. to further this their their company's responses to to their community, then only to get like people outside in the world being like, oh no, rainbow washing, yeah. and it's it's very well, and here's. Here's the thing about that. There's always going to be somebody calling it rainbow washing. Exactly. There's all you're never going to make anybody happy. We know the internet is a terrible place now. That no matter what you put out there, someone's going to have a problem with it. Yeah. Um, it's not saying they're not valid, but not everything is black and white mm-hmm. and all that. This is an evolving conversation. Like, we are all learning at a very rapid speed. I mean, Pride Month was during the George, it was during Pride Month when George Floyd protests happened, um, which was wild because not only was society having an awakening and a quick learning, but also, you know, the queer community is a microcosm of the community at large. There was a lot of learning happening during a very important month that Mm -hmm. year. Um, and I think since then, I mean, there's, you know, there's things that are not really debatable, black lives matter, things like that. How we walk through this road of rainbow capitalism, there's not a right or wrong yet. Mm -hmm. Nobody's provided the solution, you know, um, you know, everybody we're evolving into it, you know. Everybody's going to call rainbow washing. I mean, there are local businesses in town who uh, support the queer community in authentic ways. Queer programming, queer uh, financial support mm-hmm. of organizations. But as soon as they put out a rainbow cookie or a rainbow cocktail... Someone's going to be like, this business is bullshit. You're just pandering or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then this is a this is a business that authentically supports it. And they're like, is this really like, am I really in trouble? You know, and it's like, right. no, like it's all context. Like that person doesn't know this community or how you're involved. So mm-hmm. they they think you're rainbow washing and they're entitled to their opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more nuanced than that. Now, if that same business actively entertains organizations and entertainment that is demeaning or belittling of the queer community. And then during June tries to come around and whip out a rainbow cookie or a rainbow cocktail. Mm -hmm. That's a little sus. That feels like rainbow washing. That feels like profiting off of a community. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, 
ooh, ooh. Have you, I, I don't know if you've heard about this just because this, these are people that I know from, from up there, but have you been seeing that there has been some controversy up in New York about uh, uh, Chelsea Piers, the big, uh, the big um, sports complex that also is, houses an event venue mm-hmm. where um, the organization, the Ali Forney Center, hosts their annual summer event, Oasis, okay. at um, at Pier 60, the Pier 60 event yeah. venue there, part of Chelsea Piers. And other, organiza- other LGBT organizations do their galas there. So mm-hmm. I've been to several things there. Well... There is a conservative Jewish group that is holding a an event there, and their guest speaker is uh, DeSantis from Florida. What is the event? It, uh, I, I am. Is it some pro gun rallies? The NRA? No, it is. Them? It is a uh, conservative Jewish uh, convention okay. of. Um, some kind. Is DeSantis Jewish? I believe. So. I mean, I guess. Or just conservative. No. I, I don't know. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Fuck that guy. But so the executive director of the Ali Forney Center is literally like, no, like this is someone who is actively. Yeah. And, and in Pride Month, no less, actively attacking the LGBT currently. community. Currently. Like currently. In the state. Like currently actively trying to harm queer people, queer children, queer families. Right. Right. And not not has a history of. Mm-hmm. And so and Chelsea Piers released a statement saying, look, it's you know, we understand that we support our local LGBTQ community. But, you know, Governor DeSantis has a right as freedom of speech to say what he is, what he you know wants to say. And California was like, no, no, no. All right, but then but you then as a actively, private business also have a right mm-hmm. to entertain and. Yeah. So, I mean, Ali Forney. Take jobs that you support and you feel are trying to better the world or spread hate. Yeah. So during Pride Month, yeah. literally Ali Forney just like was like, nope, we're going to we're going to move our event. That's it. Like that's no. And it's been a story now in The New York Times. I love that. Yeah, you should. You should check it. I love that. You should check it. Um, so, yeah, that's I mean, to be so lucky to have that many venues. That's true. That is true. You know, doing it here in Texas, it's, it's, it's something, it's harder. That's for sure. It's definitely harder to create those spaces and to find that authentic support. Mm -hmm. However, after going to the Arlington Pride, it was just a reminder that these smaller prides, these new partnerships that are just beginning you know, it makes them that much richer. Yeah. Look, like, and the parties are fine. The The dance parties are fine. Absolutely. The New York Pride. New York so Pride is fun. historic. So like to fun. celebrate there, it there, every queer person should do right, it at some and, point. And there are more, there are more things in New York than just the dance parties. The oh, parties. yeah. Yes. But these, these smaller prides, these smaller prides mean something to the people here. They don't, have, for those they don't, four they don't hours, have spaces. Exactly. For those four hours, you can put on your sparkling outfit. You can, you know, deck yourself out in rainbows and glitter. And you can just go and in 105 degree weather, listen to queer musicians, drag queens, mm-hmm. be with your community of supporters. And even if it's... Because for that, even if it's like 500 people, that's... F- some of these queer kids, these, and I keep saying kids, queer adults who have not been able to connect to the community mm-hmm. are able to go into these spaces during Pride, which are more diverse because they pull from the community at large. They're not just pulling from one scene. Um, they can be in that presence mm-hmm. of that many queer people. That was one of that was one of the best takeaways from the first Trinity Pride was. That we got to see that many queer people in one place. Right. Our bars are doing the work. They have the drag shows. They have scenes. They bring events to Fort Worth. Um, they bring people together, hundreds of people at a time. Um, but when Pride, when you're pulling not just the people who came to that show, but you're pulling in families, mm-hmm. you're pulling in lonely adults, you're pulling in kids. I mean, you're pulling in allies 
who want to create a safe space for you to be in that space. Like there were so many people who were just taken away by seeing that many queer people in Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. We're all here. We're just never in one place. And so for a lot of people, like it connected them to resources, Mm -hmm. connected them to friend groups and communities Mm -hmm. that they didn't even know were there. Yeah. And it's just, it makes it, I think it just makes it that much richer because the need is so much more. Yeah. I agree. You know, I agree. It's been amazing as we've been working on Trinity Pride this year. Literally, we get at least one email a day from someone asking. I mean, we get more than just one email. Girl. But <laughs> but there's at least within all of those emails, at least one person, maybe two people were like, hey, I'm a vendor. I'm uh, this, this. Can I how can I participate? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm a church yeah. that we are open for, like we accept and we want to, you know, make sure that the community knows that we are supportive. It's, yeah. it, it, all of these different people who reach out, who wanted to be a part of Trinity Pride because they want to show the community mm-hmm. that these, this is, you know, they're supported. Yeah. It, it's amazing. It, it has me so, I mean, I know it's not even, we haven't even had our festival yet, but it has me so excited for where we're going. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we got some committees together a few months ago, got more people in the organization, um, starting to look like a community organization built by a community of people. Um, But we got that with two months before the festival. Having those committees in place already, like we're going to be able to build something where when someone says, hey, can I be a part of it? We can say yes to everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, we've mm-hmm. been limited by what we could accomplish. And now that we're, it's endemic and COVID and we're coming back for a year round presence. Like I'm just so excited for, I'm excited for this year. I'm very excited for this year. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for where we're going. I'm so excited for the future of our community. Yeah. Um, I just think the desire is there. And I think a few connecting pieces are, are, are really going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. I hope they do. Mm. Wow. I hope so. That seems like a good stopping point. <laughs> I'm not going to top that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, pride. I mean, I love it. I'm I do. Exhausted. I'm exhausted. I and I'm, do. Love I'm anxiety ridden. <laughs> she's but sweating rainbows. She's sweating rainbows. Um, but God, if I don't love it, like it's the best month of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, and even if you're not just around queer people, when you are the people in your life, it puts everybody in a good mood. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's my favorite month of the year. Yeah. It's also the month of the year that I'm the busiest, but <laughs> I do love it. <laughs> um. Well, let's, uh, let's end with a little queer cultural touchstone. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I'll start because I have, um, this is a book that I sometimes, uh, I like to refer to. It's a, it's a, oh, you may like this. It's a kind of a little bit of a gay history and I, I have it. So I'll let you borrow it. It's a book called Queer Street, Rise and Fall of an American Culture. And it's a book that tells you the history of that Christopher Street area where the Stonewall yeah. Inn is and where it, it where the birthplace of the modern yeah. gay rights movement started with the Stonewall riots in uh, 1969. So is it kind of just the history and the evolution of the street? Of the street. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's from the years 1947 to 1985. See, yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. So it tells you about the the way the mob ran the queer bars mm-hmm. of that era. Because mm-hmm. we were deviants. Mm-hmm. And leading up to, so it tells you kind of what the area, I mean, just the, the political climate, the, the social climate of that area leading up to the Stonewall riots. And then... The history of, and then what happens after to that area ends in 1985 so you're talking right at the yeah. AIDS, the uh, the on the height of the AIDS crisis that's cool and it's called queer street queer street 
I'll nice. let you borrow it. Let me borrow it. Yeah. When I have free time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. July. July. We're going to sleep during July. Oh, I'm going to sleep during July. Except yes. when we have to do these podcasts. Yeah, but this is fun. This is fun. This this is I've like been looking forward to this all day. Show. Um, my queer cultural touchstone would probably be Diana Ross. Because I played her. Coming out. Exactly. I played her at the vinyl night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm coming out. It's just a quintessential pride song. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Any, I don't know. I, queer cultural touchstone disco. <laughs> I have to tell you, I was full I, stop. Well, the last two summers, I feel like I have been in a modern disco kick, but also a lot. I of, a lot of the stand queer, to argue to this. A lot I will argue artists, with you with this. What <laughs> you call it, modern disco? I'm gonna fight you on. I disagree. You don't. You don't. You don't think it's disco esque? I it, qualifier. I am a mid-tempo bitch. You are a mid-tempo bitch. I'm a mid-tempo bitch. Uh, but I'm like, if it's disco, like, I don't know. I think, to me, you like you like like the house disco. Like, it's like, really, like, I didn't get a lot. Like, when you, the, when you had me listen to that playlist, I mean, I didn't have anybody to sing along with. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I believe you responded. I, I, when I asked you if you had listened to it, you're like, no, it's too fast for me. Yeah, gave me anxiety. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> like, Kylie Minogue legitimately oh, released an yeah. actual like disco album. Like, this album, this year, last summer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And Jesse Ware, Jesse yes. Ware's like that's a that's like a disco. Yeah, inspired. I'm here for that. I I love Jesse Ware, and I like that that what song. I don't even know what song it is, but I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, I'm here for that type of modern disco. Yeah, but don't please don't call. House music disco. Oh, but I yeah, I don't like house music. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. So yeah, uh, I would say Dan and Ross. I'm coming out. Queer cultural touchstone. Such a good song. I want the world to know. You can't go wrong. Got to let it show. Can't go wrong. Well, sing us out. Sing us out. I'm coming out. I want the world to know. Gotta let it show. Oh, for more of this and other topics. Follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Check us out on Instagram at Queer Context, Q-U-E-E-R-C-O-N-T-X-T. And, uh, come on, X-T. Come on, X-T. And uh, yeah, well, this is Roger and Tyler, and we'll uh, talk to you all later. Okay, see you later. See you later. Bye.